Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, it's Anne-Marie here again and I've got an amazing guest. Today I'm joined by Catherine Just. Now Catherine is a fine art photographer and entrepreneur. Now her photography has been published on the cover of National Geographic magazine, InsideOprah.com, Photo District News magazine and the cover of the soon to be released Danielle magazine and of course across dozens of galleries worldwide. Now Catherine's also the host of the upcoming Soulful Summit, a 10-day online event for entrepreneurs offering 36 interviews with today's live leaders including Darren Rao of problogger.net and those from Australia will recognise his name Miguel Ruiz I hope I pronounced that correctly <laughs> author of The Four Agreements Danielle Laporte Chris Brogan and many more and on today's show Catherine's going to talk about tips on creating your own online summit how to start with generosity and still leverage your business why action asking and authenticity are important or more than important than perfection and much more. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) Can't wait to dive further into uh, hearing all about your summit. But firstly, fine art photography, some really impressive names there. Now, you use photography as a tool for transformation. and I'd love for you to just to share your thoughts on that. Mm, Sure. I feel that I spend a lot of time thinking about things and not really present for what's happening right in front of me. But when I put the camera up to my eye and I'm looking at what's here and what's present, a shift happens where I really am more grounded in my being and I'm seeing how the light is falling on the object in front of me and I'm no longer hooked by the crazy to-do list, the nonstop chatter, the stress, the anxiety. I'm really focused. And that's where the transformation happens. Mm. And I've used it in that regard. And I've also used it in regards to really looking at a situation that's happening in my life and coming up with a way to construct a visual reality or a visual language to express the things that aren't said around that certain situation. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in a relationship and I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling afraid or something's come up for me where I'm feeling anger or confused, I can start to think about symbols and metaphor and self-portraiture and environments that might suggest different feelings that I'm having. And in that regard, it helps me to process in a way that I couldn't otherwise. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's two ways. Yeah. I love you hearing you share that because I know that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we can get so caught up in the day-to-day tasks, challenges, issues and problems. And for you, you've said when you just launch yourself into your photography, that really allows you to tap into the creative side. And for many entrepreneurs who may not have uh, photography as something that they can really tap into, just getting away and doing some creative activity can really help them transform whatever issue or problem that was occurring into something that's far more clearer and with that clarity they can step forward. Would you say that that's really something that you find occurs all the time when you're having those stressful moments? Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I grab my iPhone and I will walk out the front door and use that as my camera and just start to look at everything that's right in front of me Mm. to just focus again on what's important. Because when I get into fear or I start comparing myself to other people online or I'm I'm projecting into the future and wondering what the best move is and feeling a little bit afraid to take that next step, I'll notice, become aware of that anxiety I'm feeling or that Mm dis-ease and I'll just grab my phone and get out of the office. And it really has helped me to... It's like a walking meditation for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to spend too much time doing it, but the result is really a grounded, more centered place. You know, with uh, technology such as Instagram and Pinterest, and I know I love both of those tools, for me, just going and surfing and seeing some of the photographs that professional photographers such as yourself has taken, to, it just relaxes me. You know, when you see the mm. beautiful landscapes or portraits, and it, they really do touch your soul and it really is is really calming so thank you for sharing that it's just a great reminder for us to tap into what is that creative part of us that will allow us to step away allow us to really center and I think that's just so important we've become far more productive I think than rather than just sort of spinning the wheels all the time day in and day out now Catherine you have what we call the nap series and I'd love you to share how you started that and then to tell us how did that evolve and, and what is it now? Sure. The NAP series has evolved, actually. I'll start from the beginning. I gave birth to a beautiful boy named Max, and he would not take a nap at nap time. He needed to take a nap. I would love for him to take a nap. <laughs> I was very ready for him to have his downtime so that I could have five minutes to myself to do whatever I wanted. And yet he wasn't getting the memo <laughs> that I had an agenda. And so I would sit there rocking him, singing to him, doing everything I could to elicit a nap and he wasn't going to sleep. And I just remember day after day this frustrating situation of me wanting to be somewhere else and not being able to do that and he going to sleep and maybe only staying asleep for five minutes and then I'd be frustrated and I decided that you know this situation isn't going to change so I need to do something to change it and so I grabbed my iPhone and when he fell asleep that next day when he finally did take a nap I took a picture of the two of us As soon as he fell asleep, I would close my eyes next to him on the bed and take a picture of us. And I looked at the picture, and what I realized was that I was really missing this sacred moment that was happening with my son and I, because I was in my head, and I was already thinking about where I'd rather be, instead of really being present for this moment that really mattered. And so it changed everything. So 
it ended up being a three-year project where every nap time I would become curious. How is my son going to fall asleep? Is he going to fall asleep with his thumb in his mouth and cuddled up close to me? Or is he going to have a foot on my cheek and be flipped upside down? And so it really became more about shifting again my attention and my perception of this moment. And I now have a three-year project and a documentation of this amazing time in my life and his life that is now actually over because he no longer needs a nap. Mm -hmm. And I can refer to these pictures and see this time and watch him grow up in these pictures and watch clothing become smaller. And then his clothing change as we, you know, buy him new things and his hair get longer and then shorter and then longer again. It's really an amazing thing to take a series of pictures of the same thing over a period of time and then look back at it for clues about what that meant to you or what things you didn't see when you were in the moment. So it really became a huge project and a deeply meaningful way for me. I love that. And, you know, my children, my youngest is now 18. And there are so many, I mean, I've got quite a number of photos too, but now they all have their own iPhones, so they take their own Mm -hmm. images. But, uh, you know, back when they were younger, it's true, you're rushing. I was rushing around, I was, you know, juggling a part-time small, you know, home-based business, kindergarten, school, all those different things. And we forget that every single moment is really precious. And when we take a step back and look at that, and if we document that through photography, we can look back really fondly on on those memories. So uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can really see how incredibly beautiful that would be just to go back. And such a great reminder for us now is to stop rushing from one thing to another, you know, one busy project to another. Take a moment, step back and just really allow yourself to enjoy that time and so many things that we would miss when we take the time to notice, right, often has so, a precious message, yeah, for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more about Soulful Summit. And also your son Max has got something to do with that as well. Love to hear you share yes. that too. Yes, he does. The Soulful Summit is an annual event. Right now it's October 14th through the 24th, but it does continue on and I'll tell you all about that. But it's where I find the people that I am inspired by, either through their spiritual practice and what they're teaching or their entrepreneurship and their leadership in whatever it is that they do. And I ask them if I can interview them on video and ask them what happens when they get stuck in that fear or self-doubt when they're moving toward their dreams and what do they do about it? What tools have they learned as they've moved towards and actualize these things on their list that they wanted to achieve? What happens? What do they do? So last year I interviewed 24 people. It was incredible. It was so meaningful for me to hear real stories without the projection of, a you know, I'm a professional. I have to act a certain way. It was really more a conversation between two people about the real stuff that goes on when you're in business. And it was so moving to me that I wanted to do it again. And this year, I'm interviewing 35 people. And one of them is going to interview me as well. And this year, we're still tackling that idea of what to do when fear is present so that we don't stop. We still move forward. Mm -hmm. And the other aspect of it is how do we own our greatness? 
without the ego attached, Mm -hmm. but really just know our value and that what we're doing is important to even just one person and that that is enough Mm -hmm. for us to say yes to putting ourselves out there. And this year, it's more of a philanthropy piece where I am selling all of the interviews as video, as audio, and as transcriptions. And half of the proceeds that we collect will go to Downs Ed International, where they are the leaders in research about educating people with Down syndrome so that they can actualize their fullest potential too. And the reason why I picked Down Zed is because my son Max happens to have Down syndrome. And what I've learned over the years is that people with Down syndrome get labeled and sent down the hall into the special ed classroom and sort of not given chances because they think that people with Down syndrome can only do so much and they don't try to give them other opportunities. And this organization is really proponent of change and transformation and these children's lives on figuring out how they learn and then creating modules and textbooks and learning situations where they actually thrive Mm -hmm. and can grow so that they can do whatever dreams they have in their life. What an incredible so, association to do that is to make the community aware of uh, just how precious these children are. And uh, yeah, why not give them the exact same opportunities? Because we all have dreams, don't we? We all have dreams. Absolutely. And I feel like there is a connection because the summit is really to help other entrepreneurs, creatives and artists to know that they're valuable and that their work matters in the world and to find tools to enhance their experience as they're doing this in the world. And I find that it, with the Down syndrome community, our whole culture needs to change our attitude around how valuable those human beings are and how they're all unique and that they need to be valued and supported so that they can follow their dreams as well. So there is a connection there that I find very interesting that it's an internal feeling for entrepreneurs that maybe we're not good enough, not ready enough, not not there yet. And then our culture in general and how we view a certain group of people. Yeah. Here in Australia, and I'm not sure, Catherine, if you have that in the US, but we have what we call the tall poppy syndrome. And it's exactly what you've explained, where it's more an external factor, whereas if we stand out and we have a message to share and people don't particularly like that because maybe they don't want us to be taller than them or greater than them or whatever it is, just because of their own inhibitions and misunderstandings, they try and chop us down. And one of the fears that I often will hear our listeners share and our community share is, well, I'm really quite fearful of standing out in a big way because of the criticism that I may get from people who may not like what I'm saying or may Mm -hmm. find it not offensive, but you know what, it it pushes their buttons. And how many times do we hold back our brilliance and our greatness? Because yeah, we don't want to step out there because of yeah, what the community will do, which is just so sad, I think. I think so too. And I think it's really prevalent here as well. I think that we're afraid to stand out and we're so afraid of rejection that we stay small. Mm. And as a result of that, a lot of people aren't getting the message that they needed from us. Mm-hmm. Just how incredibly blessed you must feel, Catherine, to be able to you know, be the host and the organizer of the Soulful Summit and at the same time be able to not bring you, only bring your message out to the world and to entrepreneurs, but also at the same time 
be helping something that I can sense is so deep, you know, so deep and meaningful for you and to help your son and other children too. Absolutely. Are, you know, it it, it really business. is like I'm an entrepreneur and I'm driven and I want to succeed and I want other entrepreneurs to succeed. And yet there's this place in me that really feels driven to assist other people who can't really speak for themselves. Like we have a platform, we can do whatever we want if we believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I know that Max believes in himself, but others don't. So it's really an incredible opportunity for me to offer this to both, I think, communities. And I think because that is your why, and you probably got other whys as well, but when your why is so deep and there's a stand for them, I mean, you would stand up for your son no matter what. And when your why is so deep and so great, it's like, you know what, I cannot hold back, but share this message. And if other people might not like that, whatever it might be, then, you know, unfortunately, uh, this message needs to get out there. And I know that in, in times when I felt a little bit hesitant to do that, when you cling on to your why and why you're doing this, you know, for what reason, for what purpose, what would you stand for? Then when you kind of think of any criticism or, you know, naysayers or anything like that, that just kind of melts by the wayside because your message is just so much, much more important and needs to get out into the hands of, yeah, the people who need to hear it. Right. Absolutely. I do agree. And I think that um, it does help to have some sort of anchor and to have a support around you in some way. And, And you mentioned Miguel Ruiz being in my summit, and he was a great instigator for me to understand that people are all going to have opinions of you. And it doesn't make them right or wrong. It's just an opinion. And if we allow everybody's opinion to then sway us about who we think we are, then we're just on a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. And so it really does come back to detaching from whether they think we're doing good or bad, because Mm -hmm. both of them They're both right in their eyes, but that doesn't mean it's really true for us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to share some of your learnings and so forth about creating the online summit. But firstly, I know a lot of our listeners are also women who have young children, so they need to juggle being a full-time mom and also having a full-time business and entrepreneur. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how do you juggle being a full-time stay-at-home mom with being a full-time entrepreneur? Oh, man, this is such a good question because it is an ongoing process because I don't always know what I'm going to need when my son turns another age or reaches another milestone. But I'm constantly checking in with myself and my workload to find out, am I being impeccable to myself? And if I'm stretched out so thin, am I doing anyone any favors? And I am really inspired and driven and creative and I need that outlet for myself but at the detriment of my son I don't know if it's worth it but I so I have to set up systems for myself I ask for more help than I think I need and at sometimes I ask for more help than I think I deserve until I get that help and know that I needed that you know sometimes it feels awkward to say I need a babysitter every single day for three hours or five hours, or if there's a project coming up like right now during the summit, I need more help with him than I usually do. And I ask my husband to help and we get on the same team about what my goals are, what Max needs, and how we can wrangle in more family members and how can we do meals differently so that all of us get 
to express ourselves. And it's not always a perfect day. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like I definitely have moments where it's just like the nap series where my son wants to do one thing and I have a deadline and I have to get it done. And he's screaming at me because he wants the computer so that he can watch Elmo. And <laughs> it's just a meltdown, you know, for everyone. And so I think it's a dance. I don't think there's a specific answer, but I do know that I specifically needed to ask for more help than I thought I needed. And it really did let a little bit of the steam out. Mm-hmm. Such an important reminder. And, and um, I'm so thankful that you said that because how often do we try and struggle alone? And with the supporting hand, maybe just a shoulder to lean on, can so often do ones. You know, I still remember times when my little ones were three. There were three of them under the age of, goodness, I think five. And sometimes oh I just gosh. go, okay, I put them in front of the TV for a little while. I need to finish yeah. something off. And my son, who was the middle one, I mean, he's a cheeky little so-and-so. It hasn't changed. He's just an older little cheeky so-and-so. <laughs> but he would decide that he would make himself a snack. So in the meantime, he'd open up the soy sauce bottle and that would be, you know, all hand painting all over the floor. So for every hour I spent in my office, I reckon I needed to spend double the amount of time cleaning up the havoc that they made. But I look back at it and laugh. But at the time it was like, oh my goodness. But I think we do. As women, we're very resilient, I think. And uh, yeah, we have to keep smiling about it because look, they are the reason why we're here and, you know, helping them grow and understand. But what great lessons we can teach them, don't you think, about entrepreneurship and following your dream. And Absolutely. You know, the other thing I want to throw in there about how I do it is that self-care is becoming more and more of a non, like I can't not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I have to. So I do wake up earlier than everybody else so that I can work out in my own house and have my own time alone before they all wake up. It was a struggle to change my own routine, but I needed that so much. I was just going to work and being with Max, going to work, being with Max. And Mm -hmm. I was starting to feel a little fried on both ends, even with the help I was getting. So I had to change my schedule and now I do get massage and I do take care of myself in those ways. And I have a support system of other entrepreneurs who have children and we get on Skype and we tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's have a big whinge. We love them dearly, but honestly, we need to have that release valve. And self-care is just so, so important. I get regular massages too. I mean, my kids are all older now, but as they get older, there's other things, of course, worries and things too. But it's so important because, I mean, what's that metaphor about, you know, if you're in a plane and all of a sudden the oxygen masks fall down, you need to put your own mask on first before you reach out and help someone out. Because if you don't have the oxygen, the energy, all of that for yourself, then you're not going to be there to be able to support people how they need to. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about spreading yourself too thin. We need to make sure that we look after ourselves because then we can show up and be the better versions of ourselves to help others as well. Absolutely. You know, that brings up a point that I was talking with a friend about just yesterday where we were saying I was talking about a breakup that happened many, many years ago and how devastated I was. But it gave it gave me the momentum to seek help and it feels that sometimes we need the worst possible scenario to happen until we're on our knees and willing to accept help Mm -hmm. and that I think comes with entrepreneurship too because we don't want to admit that it's hard or we don't want to admit that we need help and we don't want to set up systems because we're too busy trying to leverage our businesses Mm -hmm. to have time for that and yet then we have a crisis moment and we haven't had the tools handy to sort of ground us so that when those big life 
changing events happen. We have something that's already been in place. And so having those routines set up like uh, spiritual practice or working out or massage or whatever it is, really, they, I think it builds on itself and it creates a more centered human when the crisis does occur. Mm-hmm. And I relay that to the, the breakup because I do think if I had had a spiritual practice or something a little bit more around self-care, it wouldn't have been so devastating if somebody left me because it wouldn't, I would know that it, I was still valuable. On some level, I would have had a piece of that already existing in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, so important. And it's actually very much a journey that I have had since the beginning of this year too. And and then I look back and I think, wow, you know, how many years I've been trying to do it all on my own and rushing from one thing to another. It's like, you know, you really need to center and have that you call the spiritual practice and really just strengthening and having those foundations in place. And that's why I think it's so exciting when I hear you talk about your Soulful Summit, where the speakers are going to share what they have done in situations when they've been fearful. It's kind of stripping back and allowing us to see you know, what was going on for them and how we can learn from other people's, you know, situations and struggles as well and, and be able to take those learnings and apply that to our own lives and our own businesses mm-hmm. as well. So I think it's going to be an incredible, incredible uh, opportunity for people to listen to. Now, in a moment, I'll get you to share how people can get onto the summit, how they can sign up. But uh, firstly, share some of the lessons around you creating the online summit. The reason I ask that is mm. because before we went into the recording studio, I mentioned that I'm in the process of launching Mind Goes in November and I've only got to 18 people to sort of think of 36. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned along the way? Well, it is even more of a juggling act to try to coordinate 36 video interviews where I do have to take a shower and do my hair and put on makeup. (laughs) Whereas, you know, usually an entrepreneur can just lounge around in my yoga pants, you know, and Mm -hmm. not have to worry about it. So there is a lot more preparation that goes into this. But what I find is that there's so much excitement about getting to talk to these people that I admire that it doesn't feel like work as much as it feels like there's a little bit of squeeze with the schedule, but it's so worth it. And last year, I got such amazing feedback about what people learned just from listening from someone that they thought was better than them. You know, I think that one of the best things about the summit really is that, like you said, we're like stripping away the, we're comparing our insides to other people's outsides and we think their success means they're better than us. But really, when you talk to another human being about fear it levels the playing field. And so I just get gripped by it. But the summit itself needs a team. There's no way I could do it myself. So I do have a team of people helping me so that I can create something of excellence for the people that sign up. I don't want to just throw this thing together. If my child gets sick, the show must go on. So I do have a team in place. And that's been really, really valuable. I can't say enough about hiring people that are really on fire about the mission of the summit and, oh, yeah. and taking ownership of it. Absolutely. So what would you say would be the one, I mean, team's obviously really important. So if someone is thinking about having their own summit, what would be one thing that you would like to share today that they really need to have in place to make this and their event a successful one? You know what? There are actually two things that I'd just like to say. One is that the way that you can go about a summit, I've seen it happen in several ways. And when I'm being asked to be in a summit and then they 
demand that I market for them and they demand that emails go out on a certain day and they demand a contract be signed and that I'm doing all this work to promote their summit, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of just getting more numbers onto their site and it sort of loses it for me. So I think one of the things that I would say is that really get clear about the intention of the summit and be that throughout the whole process with everyone that you're in contact with, whether it's your team, the people that you're asking to be in the summit are doing you such a huge favor to be really grateful for their time and their effort that they're giving you and to show that by not really making them or pushing them or demanding that they do a whole lot for you in return. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they do it anyway, because if you create a good relationship, they will show up for you in a way that's loving and kind back and they will send those emails out and they will tweet for you. I think that's really the bottom line with summits and everything in business is that it's really about relationships first, not necessarily about getting more numbers, more likes, more people. It's really about creating connections. And so that would be, I think, I'm going to leave it at that. I think that's the, yeah, the... That's great. And so, you know, at the top of the, the show, I mentioned about the importance of starting with generosity and still leveraging your business. I guess that really speaks to that, doesn't it? That when you're generous with your time, you're building connections, you're building relationships, your business is ultimately going to benefit because you've got this great, you know, people who you're going to be interviewing and sharing great information with a growing audience. And that's really going to impact, you know, you and your business ultimately. Absolutely. And I think after the event, people remembered the experience that they had with me interviewing them and how smooth it went and that I took the reins and they didn't have to do anything after the event unless they felt like they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so it was easy for them. It wasn't easy for them to say yes the next time. It's easy for us to have conversations after the event. And I feel like that is coming from a place of generosity, whether it's just the way that you treat the people that are doing you a favor by being in the summit, or it's about finding a cause that matters to you and starting to send money that way. I think it all comes back around. Mm. It's not perfect. It's not like I'm in a great mood every day. It's not like I'm generous all the time. But I think that when I shift my attention back to what's really important, instead of the fear and the anxiety and the pushing and the shoving to achieve, achieve and do and win, (laughs) it really helps me have a fun loving, glorious time in entrepreneurship more than if I'm coming at it from just needing to be on top, needing to leverage. And I think that can be certainly a great goal to have. I'm not saying you shouldn't strive for that, but you can come at it from a a way that doesn't harm you and everybody else that's in the way. (laughs) It has to be an experience where everybody feels, you know, not pressured, but everyone feels comfortable and they enjoy it, I think, because then that is going to live on longer, you know, way, way longer than the telesummit itself. And I think, as you said, relationships are so important with the people that you're interviewing and, of course, ultimately the people who participate. Just one thing before we get you to share all the details, how we can get on to the Tally Summit. Action, asking, and authenticity are more important than perfection. Just what would you say to that? I mean, I love that. Mm, Mm. I just see a lot of people afraid to write the blog post or afraid to make a decision about how their website's going to look or what their tagline should say. And they get so caught up in that 
detail because they don't want to do it wrong. And I think that it's keeping them from sharing their message. Mm -hmm. So that perfection is getting in the way. I think that anything that you put out online on your website can be changed later. You could write a blog post and have a totally different point of view a month from now and you could write about that. But I think just saying something is better than saying nothing. So taking an action and knowing that you're giving yourself full permission to take this action, see what happens. If it doesn't feel right, you get to pull it back in, take a look at it, reassess it, change it, and then put it back out and see what happens. And I think that that is forward motion. Mm -hmm. So I think the action is really key rather than perfection. And then asking is really, people email me all the time and they say, how did you get Darren Rouse to be in your summit? And I think, well, I didn't get him to do anything. I actually just told him authentically what my event was about and how he has been so inspiring to me and how I think he would be really essential for this event for the people that are in my community. And if it felt right to him, he said yes. And if it didn't, he said no. And I have had many people say no. And it was an opportunity for me to say, is this personal? Probably not. I just need to find the people that resonate with it and they will say yes. So asking is just stating out loud what it is that you want and telling them sincerely, not just because they have numbers and they're going to help you grow your list, but what have they done to inspire you and your business? It it really helps when I get an email of saying, you know, that course that you taught me changed my perception and now I'm creating something would like you to be involved. I'm always a yes, you know, to something like that. (laughs) And then lastly was just authenticity. And I just think that all the form letters and the formalness and all of that just Keep me from leaning into who you are as a business person. And I want to know more about you because then I feel a sense of trust about who you are. And I'm more apt to buy whatever it is that you're doing because I'm buying what you are saying you're about. Mm -hmm. And if I believe you and I can feel that even through a website or a blog post, it doesn't matter if it's perfect or if there's, you know, spelling that's you know misspelled or you you had an interview and you flubbed it a little bit but you left it in and you didn't edit it out I find those moments of authenticity just so much more reachable so much more connecting so it's much like more. the bloopers at the end of a show or yes. a movie I love those it's like I hey they too. are human <laughs> I love it too I love it too I just feel like those are the people that I actually seek out in my mm. life are the ones that are really telling authentic stories about themselves and how they've learned from that. And I want to hang out with those people. Yeah, yeah. Love, love it. All right. How can we go and uh, access, get on the list to uh, participate in your summit? Well, there are two websites. I'm going to tell you both of them. One is katherinejust.com, and you'll see a slideshow of my photos. And right underneath that, there's a button for the Soulful Summit. You can just click right on that, and it will take you there. You can also go directly to it at soulfulsummit.com, and soulful is spelled with two L's. So if you go to Soulful Summit, it will take you right to where you can sign up. And if it's between October 1st through the 13th, you can sign up, and I'm offering an early bird special where you can buy the entire set of videos and audios. It's 17.5 hours of audio that you can download and have forever for $85. And half of that money is going to that Down Syndrome organization. So it's an amazing opportunity for you to get really 
interesting tools from people that we all admire, life leaders that I find super important to listen to, mm-hmm. telling me that it's okay and how to do it and how to get through it. You can listen to it in the car when you're on your way to an interview. It's just been really essential for me to have those around. And during the actual summit, which is October 14th through the 24th, all of the videos will be free online during those 10 days. You can't download them, but you can certainly sign up and then log in every day and watch videos and get the information that you needed. And if you want to purchase it at that time, it will be $125 and you'll still get all of those downloads available to you as soon as the summit ends. And then right after it ends on October 24th, the price will be $150. And that's where the price will end. We won't raise it after that. And again, half of that is going to go to that organization. So you're really buying it for half that amount. And the other half is going to help somebody else live a better life. So it's it's like two for one. It's a win-win, I think, yeah, yeah. all around. It's amazing. And it's, yeah. it's pretty extraordinary, I think, just because $150 wouldn't even pay for Darren Rouse to speak at a an event. Oh, you know, that's and, right. And you're getting 36 people. I know. And he was so gracious to offer his time for this event. I just am so grateful for the wisdom that he shares. He's really a, an amazing human being. So I would love for you all to come by, whether you go for free during the event or you want to download it all. I just think that there's some wisdom in there for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the websites again is www.katherinejustcom or www.soulfulsoulfullsummit.com. And of course, all of those links will be on the show blurb. So if you're listening from the website, all you need to do is scroll down to further resources and you can click through there. And of course, downzdownsed.com is the organization that uh, Catherine's been talking about. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your entrepreneurship journey, the incredible summit that you're hosting, and of course, the, the generosity of just yeah being you and sharing your brilliance on the show. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Wonderful. Now, if this is the very first time that you have listened to the show, welcome. It's been great uh, for you to, to spend today with us. Before you leave, go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel and leave a comment. What did you think of the show? What would you like us to bring to you in our up- upcoming shows? And of course, make sure that you go to uh, to the website, sign up for Catherine's uh, Soulful Summit. You are going to be in for incredible content that I know all of the, the speakers are going to be sharing. Fantastic. Mm. Have a great day. It was lovely to meet you, Catherine, and all the very best with your summit. Thank you so much. And same with you. You're having one right around the corner. I'm wishing you the best as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitious entrepreneur network.com 
that's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.